Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Fight Podcast, Season 2, Episode 16. Uh, This episode is entitled, as you clicked on the episode, Think Before You Feel. Um, And for me, this kind of started um, this past semester with probably my favorite professor. Um, And his kind of theme throughout the entire uh, course of the class was Think Before You Feel. Um, Because really with anything in life and in school, and then specifically the class entitled uh, Terrorism and Homeland Security, you can have a lot of feelings. Um, But with terrorism and a lot of things in government, um, you really need to put your your head before your heart. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Excuse me, Denver. But, uh, and, and, you know, we're, we're here just celebrating that God has created us as thinking beings and he's created us as feeling beings. So these two things aren't mutually exclusive. We're talking about how to balance those out, especially when they conflict. And, uh, so, you know, we've, we, we hear about the heart of God and the mind of Christ. And so, uh, we want to make sure that we do that. And uh, so, but when, when you emphasize one and ignore the other and take it to its extremes, uh, you know, if you just follow through on your feelings, uh, lots of things can happen like STDs and unwanted pregnancies and all that stuff. Or the other hand, like, you know, if I just, you know, work, work, work and follow my, my head, you know, that's going to hasten my heart attack. So you got that going too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you got to try to find that balance as Brian said, and it, it's all good when everything's in agreement, but when they di- disagree, that's kind of when things become fuzzy, like having that ice cream cone or extra helping of mashed potatoes, um, or Brian eating that sugary dessert or buying that motorhome. you know, <laughs> think about that <laughs> <Yeah>. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, and so there, there, there are definitely things like the ice cream cone that have some wiggle room and de- depending on certain factors in your life, but boy, especially, uh, where, when it comes to something that the Bible says is pure is clearly sinful, uh, then that is definitely where God's words and your, your head, uh, have got to prevail. And I think it's so profound to think about the, the the prime example of that is just the voice of the of the serpent in the garden to Eve. Yeah. Uh, God had clearly said what to do, and yet that voice, oh no, not really. Oh, and so just appealing to that emotional and got to think, well, yeah, well, you know, yeah, that is kind of unfair. That's, what could it hurt? It looks so nice, but uh, we've got to really watch out for that these days on a lot of levels. Yeah, I think that's probably the best example of thinking and not feeling probably in the history of the world, uh, even the garden. So that's, yeah, that's a good one. You know, you can also go to, you know, when Neville Chamberlain came back from Berlin, you know, talking about, uh, uh, you know, peace in our time and how good that was kind of wishful thinking, uh, you know, he had really ignored a lot of the warning signs that Winston Churchill had, had nailed. And, you know, we know how that, uh, how that went. We talked a lot about Woodrow Wilson in our last episode. Maybe we could, <laughs> mention him a couple of times in the thinking and not feeling because it felt like yeah. felt like that he uh, probably had that uh, mixed yep. up a few times. Yeah, definitely true. So, you know, a lot, and, and another part of God's creation, and this is kind of a long introduction here, but it, it, it bears saying out is that, uh, that, that our individual temperaments are naturally the way God has created us, what he's called us to are going to favor one or the other. So, you know, it's like, you know, I don't want a, this bleeding heart, uh, liberal kind of a person as a drill sergeant. You know, that's not going to work work out well. But I don't want a hard-hearted uh, drill sergeant type person for a social worker or, or my therapist either. Uh, 
<laughs> so it's, it's good to kind of keep that in mind too. Yeah, that's very true. And so, I mean, as we go through this episode, we're going to try to be able to find the balance between the two. Yep. We'll be right back and dig in a little further. We are back. And uh, how do you feel about that, Denver? Well, I'm trying to think, but I think I feel pretty good about what we're Oh, that's right. Are. We're supposed yeah. to think first, aren't we? Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, uh, like we said, uh, the, the, these two things are not mutually exclusive, but we want to point out how they, uh, you know, how, how they work together and, uh, and, and in especially a little bit later in the, in the political realm. But just as, as we dig into it more, just to point out a few things and not to belabor it and not to, uh, or anything, but just in, in general, one aspect that, that in general, men are going to tend to be less emotional than women. And, um, there's a lot of variation in that. And, uh, don't want to get too deep in the weeds on that. But, uh, I think that, that, uh, that that's pretty clearly true and that the Bible uh, lays out that and, and, and gives really good reasons, uh, uh, for that in the different roles that uh, that he's graciously assigned both and especially in the in the way the home is run and the way the church is run and that those some things are kind of illust- uh, illustrative of of kind of our main point we're going to be making a little bit yeah um, and so yeah yeah no i agree and i think these two different orientations could also be seen in our two political parties with the democrats and republicans and with the democrats at least maybe up through jimmy carter uh emphasizing for having a big heart, caring for the and poor. Just, just a note that we're, we're saying something positive about Jimmy Carter. Well, yes. Thank okay. you for that. that that's, right. Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Democrats, like we said, up until Jimmy Carter, you know, sticking up for the man or the little guy and wanting to change the status quo for the better. And then the Republicans, on the other hand, um, represent the cool head, wanting to preserve and protect things that are positively traditional and work well. You know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, that type of thinking, and then emphasizing the importance of law and order. Yeah. And in the best ways, uh, you know, our, our system uh, is designed to kind of balance those things out. And we see those things going back and forth. I mean, George Washington and Alexander Hamilton and John Adams were kind of more the, the head people. And then Thomas Jefferson, uh, you know, kind of came along and helped balance that out. Um, you know, with, with some things. And so it, it's good to, to acknowledge that. And it's kind of an iron sharpening iron thing uh, that we, it's good for us to remember. Yeah. And so kind of the principle of all this is that our mind must, I must identify our core values and then we have to stick to them. And sometimes that can be hard um, and our heart can assist us in implementing them, you know, as compassionately and, and helpfully as possible, you know, and that's understandably hard to do sometimes. Yeah. And, and it's really important to understand that the, that, that as much as we might want to feel like it's, that's the other way that there, there is no utopia. And that to speak, talk about a completely emotional idea that sounds so good and yet has failed so miserably every time it's been trying to, tried to, um, to, to be implemented. Um, and so, uh, that, the, there's nothing perfect. There's always trade-offs 
And yet it's important, another thing that's good about our system, just generally acknowledging that there's some kind of a higher power. It requires faith that God's ultimately in control and he is going to ultimately make everything right at the end. We need to work as hard as we can, but we're never going to make everything right this side of eternity. And and that's in his hands to judge. Yeah, that, that's really important to remember. And in general, um, the head and... When we say the head, we mean, you know, the rules or, or what's right, um, whatever is for the long-term good. Um, so the head must, at the end of the day, slightly prevail over the heart. Um, and the heart is basically what feels right. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So if, if there's going to be one takeaway for, uh, for that, that we would love for you as our audience to realize is that, uh, that, 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 that the head or the, the, the rules or the principles uh, the foundation uh, that we are built on, we, we've got to remember that and keep that in mind, no matter you know what the what our feelings might be to the contrary after we've you know had a chance to talk it all out and and hear about things, but that that uh, that's really is necessary. Yeah, and and feelings and emotions are are very strong things, you know that that go on in our life, and so I, that's maybe why. Um, some people have it flipped and they have their feelings over their, their, their head. And so, you know, maybe that's part of the, the issue, but that, that's why it takes some, some real um, uh, uh, persistence to try to just continue to have your head over your heart. And um, so when we're talking about this, we're talking about this in the societal slash political arena and the importance of, of thinking before we feel. Yeah, I mean, not that it's not true in in most other areas of lives, but you know, it's less so when we're trying to decide what flavor of ice cream to get yeah. or whether to do that or or whatever. But when we're talking about these big, big uh, earth shaking things, yeah. So, all right, well, we'll be back in a second uh, with some good news and a lightning round, and then uh, delve into it a little bit more after that. Welcome back. Uh, hopefully your your thoughts and your feelings are are both uh, of one accord that you wanted to keep listening after the uh, after the break. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to just take a, a break for a second and uh, give you our good news and, and lightning round segment. And uh, we hope you're enjoying that. We're enjoying uh, being able to do it. But uh, the good news for me, and, and once again, I, I point out, and we'll have a link in the resources, point out the Wall Builders most every Friday has a Good News Friday where they list story after story after story uh, of, um, of of good news. So this good news has, has to do, once again, what, do you, what state do you think, Denver? Uh, you're looking at it in our notes, but... Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it, but if you're saying... <laughs> Florida. Okay, yeah. Well. Florida. So once again, it uh, comes out of Florida, and it derises from the whole uh, business of their parental rights bill and Disney's... Uh, uh, coming out against that and uh, how pretty irate a lot of the public and even even the employees are. So there was a, a guy that had, uh, had bought tickets for Disney a long time ago. And, you know, that's quite an outlay of money. And um, and so just decided, well, I don't really want to let that go by the wayside. But how do I make a statement? So he decided he, he made some handmade uh, T-shirts uh, for himself, at least. I don't know if it was other people in his family or not, but he wrote on this T-shirt. Walt, not woke. 
And so, uh, you know, for those of us, my vintage, uh, we remember Walt Disney being alive. And in fact, it's real interesting. One day we were at Disneyland and we actually saw Walt Disney there riding the Matterhorn uh, with kids around him. And, and I think he died in like 1967. So it was just shortly before that. And it was just, it was really cool to see him there just enjoying, uh, enjoying that. And so much of what Walt Disney stood for, I don't know that he was a believer or anything, but he was very patriotic American. Uh, I, I think they still, every morning, they, they present the colors uh, at Main Street and raise the flag. And every evening they take them down and, and that's very respectful. And, and uh, you know, even Main Street, uh, just in, in terms of its, uh, its personification of America, American values, the Mr. Lincoln thing and all that, that he was, he was a very patriotic um, American. And uh, so, you know, this, looking at i i hope that he would be just appalled over what is happening uh just with his name attached to it so this guy got majority of wonderful comments from both uh people uh visitors to the park and employees uh just resonating with that that you know walt not woke and uh, that really seemed to summarize it and uh, it was good news that it was received that well I did not know about that story. So thanks for sharing, Brian. And maybe well, I can get Walt, my t-shirt Walt, myself. You'll, I don't know. You, you'll hear uh, you know, Wall Builders. If you tune into that episode, you'll kind of get to hear a little bit more, bit more details about it. Do you think those shirts are going to become a thing? Walt, not well, we'll see. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. be waiting. Patient. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on to the lightning round. Um, there's this been this movie out for a little while. It was in theaters for a couple days. And now you can you can buy it online. It's called Two Thousand Mules, and uh, Brian and I watched it a couple days ago, and um, it was very eye opening. So basically, this movie is about uh, the twenty twenty election and election fraud, and the organization and implementation of that fraud, um, and that the evidence that they have is outstanding. Um, it's hard to watch it and say, yeah you know, there was no election fraud. So, I mean, they've got 4 million minutes of uh, videotape of people stuffing ballots into ballot boxes. They have uh, uh, lots of information of geo-tracking of cell phones and cell phone locations of basically people going to nonprofit uh, organizations and then to ballot boxes. And again, and again, and again, all in the same day. Um, and so it's about an hour and a half, um, and it was very informational. It'll make your blood boil a little bit, but it'll also make you pretty sad. Uh, but that being said, I highly recommend watching it and sharing it with your friends. You know, I found it to be very insightful and I think Brian did too. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, if, if you are, are a skeptic, <laughs> you'll be in good company because at the beginning, there are a lot of skeptics, too, that uh, that have not seen the evidence and felt quite differently after they uh, after they they saw the the episode. So if you listen to mostly mainstream media, you know, the major networks, CNN, MSNBC, uh, all that stuff, you've been hearing a lot of people, even the people on the, on the conservative side of the aisle saying, Oh, that there's no evidence for widespread voter fraud. And this is the most secure election in history. Um, and that, uh, some of those words are chosen because there may not have been widespread voter fraud. This is very targeted voter fraud for, uh, that, uh, there's, there's abundant 
independent evidence. So we just assure you, if, if you are, if you believe that there, that something is fishy about the election, you are not stupid. You, you, there's good reason to put that forth. If you do, if you are skeptical about that, then, then just we, with every bit of credibility Denver and I might have in your minds, we encourage you to watch this. And, and then, and then to decide, because if this is true, it's very chilling and very scary, uh, and, and really goes along with the whole thing on the Supreme Court leak, just purposely trying to sway the outcome of things away from what we, the people, uh, with our brilliant system have decided. And it's not right. Yeah. And again, the title of that is 2000 mules. Maybe we can put a link, um, to, to that and our resources, if that's possible. Yeah, definitely. And, and I would say, I mean, it, it, if you go online and, and stream it, it costs at least, it costs $29 to buy uh, the, the rights to stream it. And it costs $19 to rent for 72 hours to stream it. Someday there's going to be a DVD. If you can't afford that, I bought the rights to stream it. You let me know, email us, and you can come over to my house and I'll show it to you. Uh, and we'd love to have a watch party. If you're interested in that, that'd be kind of fun too. Yeah, I, I, that's great. Uh, that's a, a, good a good fight podcast listener uh, gathering. So <laughs> there we <be> go. Cool. <laughs> yeah, good idea. <laughs> All right. So back to uh, talk some more about thinking and feeling right after this break. Okay, and welcome back um, to uh, the podcast. So um, for this segment, um, we're going to be continuing on uh, with uh, the thinking over feeling. And so just want to mention um, as an example that like the Constitution can basically be our head uh, we need, that we need to respect. That is kind of the meaning of the whole rule of law thing. And people, there's kind of been over... Uh, the past few years and probably longer than that, people have been trying to kind of change the meaning of the constitution saying, Oh, this doesn't mean that, but it's very important. And the written word is an important and ideas have consequences and words mean things. Yeah. And just the, that the importance of the written word is so, is so vital because uh, that tyranny happens when uh, people do just things off the top of their heads and the, the, the written, written word, I believe there's a famous Thomas Jefferson quote, it talks about the chains of the constitution that are, that are going to be our, our anchor point. And uh, it's brilliant. The constitution can be changed. Uh, and, and yet it's, it's there for a reason to keep us from flying off the, the deep end. And so much of what's going on in our, our political realm with the, 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 the anarchy and the Marxism in various ways, critical theory, all that, it, it's just so emotional. And there, if we just go back to the, the written word, back to the anchor point and use our head a little bit, and in addition to using our heart, it's going to be good. Now, I don't want to make too much out of this, but for as Christian believers anyway, that uh, that's the way it should be with the Bible. And I'm not equating the Bible with the Constitution, okay? But the, the Bible is is God's written word to us. And you know, if, if we want to hear God speak, all we got to do is read the Bible. And he, those are things he said to us. And if he says things clearly in there, then those are things that we need to obey and then let when our let 
uh, our, our, our head help us when our feelings contradict that and how we can meet those things out with grace. Another thing I like is that uh, Jesus is the perfect balance between the head and the heart. And it's great to have that as an example out there, whether it's uh, it's in the the realm of the of the faith or even in the realm of of, of politics in the public square. As we give some examples in a second, um, the uh, uh, that 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 we we can think about trying to be compassionate even in trying to enforce the rules. Yeah, and that's really good. And um, this next thing uh, is a quote that Brian found uh, from Anthony Kennedy. In 1992, that, you know, I'm going to read it, and you might be kind of feeling the same things that I'm feeling after reading it. Um, (laughs) But this is the quote. At the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and the mystery of human life. Beliefs about these matters could not define the attributes of personhood were they formed under compulsion by the state. And, you know, uh, that kind of makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck, but um, just kind of having, you know, one person define their existence, define their meaning, define their universe. You know, that's the total, uh, you know, my truth versus your truth or the truth or whatever that, you know, has frustrated me for so long. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, the, he wrote this as part of a decision in a, in a, a famous abortion case, um, the uh, uh, Casey, I believe it's called. Uh, but it, it's, it, it sounds so good and flowery, just like so much of the emotional language today. It sounds so good on the surface, but when you dig into it, it's totally meaningless. And for a Supreme Court justice to talk about these things uh, as, as us to, to, to define them on our own, uh, the, the subject of personhood uh, is, and, and it probably ex- explains why he was so all over the place in his, uh, in his decisions throughout the years and, and really gave us, uh, so opened the door to so many kind of insidious things that really shouldn't have. Um, so uh, the, the you know, rights of conscience are essential um, as long as they stay within the guardrails of, of the law and the rules and, and all that stuff. And, and also in rights of conscience, we need to be willing to face the consequences for following, following through on that. Um, if not. So, uh, and, and some of those great guardrails are the, are the 10 commandments in the Bible and, and, uh, and, and things like that can really inform that. And whether it's the Bible in talking about, uh, God breathing, God, God, creating us uh, in his image and that it's his, uh, he gives life and takes it away or whether it's the declaration that everybody has a right to life. Uh, it's pretty clear uh, on, on that, uh, that abortion issue as far as we can see. Yeah. That sort of emphasizes the whole rule of law thing. You know, we have the laws in our, you know, personal lives, uh, the constitution being the, the supreme law of the land and then the law of God that we also have to follow uh, as well. Yeah. Well, we just want to talk about just some some examples of where uh, our 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 head needs to be pre- to prevail over our heart, uh, and yet while emphasizing the heart. So as conservatives, as we talk about health care, and so uh, you know we we would say that just because of the uh, the limited powers of the government, and because the government uh, messes up so much of what it 
touches and having to be limited that uh, while we want to make sure that people have a have a uh, have access to to good health care and are able to pay for it uh, that the whole government Leviathan that uh, we see being being foisted is not the right way to go yeah and a- another example is foreign policy and I think we can see that literally now. Uh, with uh, just the millions and now billions of dollars we've sent to Ukraine. Um, And, you know, there needs to be some help there. And, you know, we can debate that. Maybe that's for another episode. But um, I I think a lot of feelings have been in place of thinking uh, with this whole Russia-Ukraine thing. And and just as foreign policy in general, um, that's one thing that we emphasize. You need to have your head over your heart in those situations. And I'm just flummoxed, in Denver, by by thinking back that some of the same people that it just are all aghast over how ridiculous Vietnam was, and to me, it looks like the same the same thing. Yep. And uh, and so now, what what do we do with that? It's 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 good. You know, let, let's learn the lessons of history instead of repeat them. Yep, I agree. You know the abortion thing. Also, you know, we, we you want to have compassion. I think it's you know as conservatives, we really can't forget the the this the tremendous emotional upheaval and the awful co- conflict uh, that most people have in in dealing with this situation. And so that's why the whole crisis pregnancy thing and help to to adopt out babies and bring them to term is so important and the the way of compassion so we don't want to ignore the the problem even as we talk about that abortion isn't the solution to it right there's a lot of different solutions and one of them just comes with each person being smart about the choices that they make and it's not the government's responsibility to bail you out every time you make a mistake so yeah so in talking about marriage too, the whole marriage issue, we won't get too too much in the weeds on that too. But but in terms of the Bible, God's made it pretty clear what marriage is, and that it, as you know, as as believers, I I think that we can think about how you know people. Okay, if you want a right to to live the way you want to live and and have a partnership and and things like that, and just even have some kind of legal standing, not a problem. But just it's calling it marriage that. That's the the issue because it really is not a marriage in in the real sense, and I think you can argue that from either the faith side or the society side too. And for conservatives, you know, looking in the mirror for us, um, some examples where uh, the heart needs to inform the head a little bit to have awareness and compassion in dealing with individuals, even as we advocate for uh, to implement good policy at the macro level. Um, one of those would be discussing poverty issues, the homelessness issues. Uh, even discussing race race issues, um, which has been really, really big over the past few years, probably, you know, uh, kind of really ramped up in the summer of 2020. But, you know, that's something that, you know, we do need to um, kind of have a liberal heart in a sense towards those issues. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've talked before that, uh, you know, I, I want to have a conservative head and a liberal heart. And uh, I think that's a really good, uh, good kind of goal to have. And I, and I think it's good for us to kind of, especially when we don't know exactly who, who all we're talking to, their background, to avoid some of these easy cliches that we can talk about, you know, just like, well, just go pull yourself up by your own bootstraps or, you know, you, know, you millennials, yeah, just go out and buy a house. Or, uh, you know, in terms of race issue that, you know, as much as, you know, it might be the, the case, you know, there's, there's only one race, the human race, or, 
just in, in being careful how those are, are put forth because there are legitimately people that, that there's still some hurt and scars uh, that, that are there. And as we discuss that, we'll go a lot farther uh, in being able to truly do some good if we just kind of watch what we say. Yeah. And another one would be the environment, you know, especially for us Christians, we should take, we should be good stewards of God's creation. We have been gifted a beautiful earth and, you know, us being on earth, it's our job to preserve it as much as we can. And, you know, of course, Elon Musk wants to go to Mars, but, you know, <laughs> first let's, let's try to uh, figure out what we can do here. Um, but I, I think that's another one, you know, along with poverty and race, uh, the environment is something that we could probably do a better job of, um, of, uh, you know, doing what we can to, to implement uh, policy uh, for that as well. Yep. Even while we're, while we're doing common sense things that aren't going to damage the economy and, and mm. our, our, our freedom as Americans. Yeah. We'll be back in a second to wrap it up. I think we got a pretty good uh, quote from MLK that uh, really sums up what we're trying to talk about. So we'll be back in a second. Here we are with the conclusion of our episode on thinking before we feel. So once again, those main uh, takeaways for you is that there you know, our, our thoughts, our, our minds and our hearts uh, are both uh, gifts of God to us and the thing, things that make us human. And uh, they both of them represent the complementary aspects of his character. Uh, with kind of Jesus being the perfect balance of those two things and uh, the person that could sit with the woman at the well and, and be compassionate with her and even in the midst of her, uh, her sinful lifestyle and yet uh, draw her uh, draw her in and yet who could just excoriate the, the hypocrite uh, religious uh, leaders of the time and uh, go and take a whip and cleanse the temple when he needed to. And, and, uh, and if you read the end of Revelation, he is going, he's coming to judge the earth on, on the white horse with the swift sword. And so um, uh, it's, it's really good to, to remember that and uh, him being the balance. Here's that quote from MLK, and uh, it's uh, from 1963 in a, from a document called Strength to Love. But he said, one day, we will learn that the heart can never be totally right if the head is totally wrong. Only through the bringing together of head and heart, intelligence and goodness, shall my, man rise to a fulfillment of his true nature. Hmm. And uh, so that really kind of sums it up, that, uh, that the heart can never be right. We, we need to mistrust our heart because uh, it can lead us uh, astray. And that's why... Uh, Denver, I think it's so dangerous uh, when we hear uh, people talk. Oh, just follow your heart, or uh, or all, and and uh, that that we need to balance out that following our heart with some of the practicalities and some of those uh, those guidelines and and uh, like riverbanks, so to speak, that kind of keep us from going off into into sin and things that are bad for us and others. Yeah, MLK was a a great thinker and really a man for the time. So. Um, you know, glad to be able to uh, read and listen to some of his speeches, but really good, really good guy. So we just thank everybody for listening. 
we want to remind everybody about uh, our email uh, to get in touch with us, and that's goodfight71 at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, it's just Good Fight. It has our picture uh, right attached to our name. Give that a follow. We uh, put up all of the resources on that page. Um, but then if you're not uh, wanting to be on Facebook or if you're not on Facebook, um, we also send out an email every week uh, with the same thing that we that we paste on Facebook. So if you want to be a part of that, go ahead and email us. Um, again, that's goodfight71 at gmail.com. So we, we thank everybody for listening. Uh, just keep up the good fight. There's a lot of things going on. Um, and certainly just God bless everybody. Yep. We love to hear if any of this has given you food for thought or encouragement. And, uh, once again, check out that 2000 meals movie. I think you'll appreciate it. Keep up the good fight, everybody. God bless. Bye.